The Money Show. Business books. I have in my grubby little paws a fabulous book. It's called The Creator's Code, The Six Essential Skills of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs. Amy Wilkinson is author of The Creator's Code on the line to us from San Francisco. This is beyond a, a labor of hard work, Amy Wilkinson. This is a five-year labor of extraordinary love. What, what's your background that gave you five years to, to do the in-depth research on this, on this book? Uh, well, thank you, Bruce. Uh, I was in the White House, so I did international trade and economics policy for four years ahead of deciding to do the research and writing of this book. And um, rolled out, spent some time at Harvard doing the interviews and all of the academic background on, on the book, and now I teach at Stanford Business School. So oh, okay. uh, that's the quick version of the background. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's five years of deep research, 200 interviews, extraordinary data gathering, data analysis as well. And you've come to what you believe defines the creator's code. There is something inbuilt inside people who, had they not come up with the idea, we wouldn't have known they were extraordinary. The lady who started Spanx, the guy who started Under Armour, to our own, we call him our own, I know he's more yours than ours nowadays, Elon Musk. That's correct. So the data set basically goes across sectors, and um, I really spent a lot of time with 10,000 pages of interviews, in fact, with people who had started and scaled companies to over $100 million in annual revenue, $100 million U.S. dollars in annual revenue, uh, with five years of history, but not more than 10 years to get to that growth target. So it's really the data set of high-impact, high-scale entrepreneurs. What makes them special? Well, the what makes the, those kind of people special? Yep. Uh, you know, it's really the six skills that come out of the research. So, you know, the first thing is that they're able to spot a gap. That's the first skill is about finding a gap. And they ask a lot more questions than most of us do. There's a lot of research showing that a five-year-old will typically ask 100 questions a day, just they experience the world with awe and wonder. Um, and that as people age, by the time they're 40, they might only ask three or four or five questions a day. But creators who crack the creator's code here and can create and scale companies, they keep asking questions. They can find a gap, right? They can see things that other people don't see. So that's one of the skills out of six that really make this kind of person unique. No, absolutely. But, I mean, a lot of us can spot gaps. We go, oh, that's a great opportunity. And then we go back to eating our hamburgers or drinking our beer or whatever it is we do. I suppose the, the fundamental difference is not only do they spot the gap, but they spot the connections between opportunities. I mean, like Howard Schultz, for example, the founder of Starbucks, wanting to create a better kind of instant coffee and going, well, I don't like freeze-dried coffee because somebody once gave me a cup of that right. and it made me sick. So let's think differently. And he goes and he looks in a completely different part of the world world and that is into how human blood is processed and oh we can treat coffee like that can't we that's right so you know in finding a gap so you're you're citing one of the examples that i'm calling sunbird like a um bird would like a hummingbird would you see something in one place you pick it up you fly it over you cross fertilize something into a different area so the starbucks example is a great one the original idea is that he doesn't even invent coffee culture. He sees this wonderful Italian coffee culture, and then he picks it up and he flies it back and reapplies it with a twist into Seattle, Washington, in the U.S., and then um, continues to emulate this model forward across the globe. But he sees a working model and then uh, does a twist on it. So that's one way to spot a gap. Another would be as Elon Musk does. So um, Elon is from South Africa originally, and 
he reasons by first principles. You know, he's trained as a physicist. This is a different way of reasoning uh, where what you look for is a problem, and then you build from the bottom up. You build based on elemental truth. So if you look at the companies that he's built, SpaceX being a great example, um, he's built a rocket from the ground up in Hawthorne, California, uh, that resupplies the International Space Station. He does it at one-tenth the price that NASA did, um, and now he's making a reusable rocket. So that is re- spotting a gap in a different way, which is a problem that no one else has solved, including, in this case, government. No, but that's, the, that, that's the, the point of the brilliance is looking at problems we face differently. He looked at space rockets and said, well, if we had to build a new 747 every time we flew from London to New York, it would make trips from London to New York unaffordable. So why could we not apply that principle to space and make reusable space rockets? It took him a while to get them to be reusable. But he thinks differently to the rest of us. And I just love the story about the lady who invented Spanx, the underwear that creates a better shape for the person who's wearing it, because she looked at a problem of pantyhose designed universally, bizarrely, and I didn't know this, by men, made almost (laughs) exclusively by men, almost exclusively for women. And she went, no, I don't think so. That's right. She's a great story because for seven years, she was a saleswoman, a door-to-door saleswoman for fax machines in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, She was just trying to look more professional, wearing pants and wanting a sleeker kind of undergarment than the hosiery, the nylons that were available. And so she has a problem in her case that she wants to wear open-toed shoes and she's cutting the feet out of the nylons to wear these open-toed shoes. Nylons are running up her legs. That's an uncomfortable irritation. Uh, She goes into the marketplace trying to go to the local mall and different stores and asking if there isn't a product that she could use and wear. There wasn't one, so she solves her own problem. She goes out and creates things. Um, It takes quite a lot of doing, convincing the hosiery mill manufacturers, as you say, who are men, to manufacture prototype products for her, convincing lawyers who were all men in law firms to patent um, the product, but it's a it's a great story because she starts that company with five thousand U.S. dollars. It's wholly owned by Sarah Blakely. There's no venture money in that or angel investment money. She owns that company uh, outright, and in 2012 becomes the youngest self-made female billionaire. So she's, I mean, it's been a it's a miraculous story of just solving your own problem and then realizing that a lot of other people have a, a similar problem. So the product really works. There we go. Amy Wilkinson has written a most marvelous book. Thank you, Amy. She is uh, on the line to us from San Francisco this evening, uh, the author of The Creator's Code. And if so many people come and tell me, oh, I've got this great idea. I just don't know how to get it. I don't know how to start it. I don't know how to develop it. If you want inspiration, it's not going to tell you how to. This is not a how-to book at all, but it is an inspirational book. And she has done extraordinary work, extraordinary research, and she explained her credentials out of the White House and now into academia, and she spent an awful lot of time taking and synthesizing a a universe of information into a very readable, a very digestible 200 pages. The Creator's Code by Amy Wilkinson. It's fabulous.